You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit JcastNetwork.org. How did he grow so tall? Bereshut HaRabanim V'Hachazan, Chazanit. As a, uh, a visitor to this pulpit, uh, I ask the permission of the rabbi and the rabbi yet to be uh, to speak for a brief while. I say brief because, can you all hear me? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to negotiate how to use this thing. Uh, should I stand further back, rabbi? That's fine? Closer? Okay, all right. Looks like a lollipop. Um, uh, first of all, I, I want to tell you that the story which the rabbi just told you uh, is missing one detail. Okay, if you want to know why Lila is like Lila is, you just need to meet her, her grandmother Randy and her grandma uh, Safta Carol and her great-grandma Bobby. Uh, there's a lot of oomph in those ladies, right? <laughs> None of them is shy, right? And they all speak their mind because they know exactly what, they, what needs to happen. So with that background in mind, when, um, uh, when my uh, dear wife met the two Halloween characters, she scolded them and said, what kind of rabbinical school do you come from? <laughs> now, according to her version of the story, they quickly exited and came back. Uh, totally looking like rabbinical students. So I just wanted to add that detail. So um, I'd like to reflect with you um, very briefly um, uh, on this week's Parsha. And uh, I'm, I was debating whether we should look in the text or not, but I think we'll, we'd probably save a little time if we were, did not do that. But if you need to check my sources, you can go in the Hertz to page 33. This is a famous uh, parsha in the history of our society, of our history, because it contains the story of Noah and the flood and the regeneration of humanity. And as you remember, when uh, Noah comes from the ark um, and see, well, in my vision, sees the devastation of the world, um, he, it must have been a powerful shock for him to have come out of the ark and seen the devastation uh, that had been brought to the world. And then in the next scene, as I understand it, uh, in the movie that I'm someday going to make, God approaches Noah and says that um, I'm going to make a brit, a covenant with you. Um, and covenant making in the ancient world had several parts to it. First of all, you would stipulate the responsibilities of the parties, right? In other words, a Brit is a contract, and therefore the two parties to the contract would stipulate what they agreed upon. And then, in order to make sure that the covenant had a certain kind of reality, they had to have what was, is called in Hebrew the Ot Brit, the sign of the covenant, some symbol 
that stood for all the details. It was like the epitome of the contract, a little something that stood for the whole process of covenant making. Uh, and the word ot brit, the sign of the covenant, is used throughout our, our literature and throughout our history. And I want to suggest that for a number of reasons, this is a day, this Shabbat, Harshat Noach, could also be called Yom Habritot, the day of covenant making. The first covenant I want to speak about very briefly is that between God and Noah. And um, the essence of what I want to say goes as follows. When God finishes stipulating the things that are involved in the covenant, he says, I'm going to, uh, going to make, provide an oath, a sign of the covenant, something that when you and I see it, we will remember the stipulations of this breed, of this contract. And what does he choose? The rainbow, right? Uh, that's why I wore this talit just for the day, right? A rainbow talit. Some of you may have also dressed for the day. Now, uh, why the rainbow? Well, um, there's a couple, an interesting discussion that goes on in, in rabbinic literature or throughout the commentators. Um, some believe that that's the day in which the rainbow was created, right? However, the rationalists in our tradition, like Maimonides and Nechmanides, uh, are very specific that that was not on the day in which the, the rainbow was created, uh, but rather the rainbow existed from the beginning of the creation of the world, and that God took the rainbow and all the symbolic power inherent and said, from now on, one of the meanings of the rainbow is going to be a reminder of our contract. And so the rationalists insist that God did something which we all do, we, in re, re, we reinterpret symbols, right? In fact, the anthropologist Mary Douglas uh, puts forward an interesting theory. She said, powerful symbols have many meanings. That's how you know a powerful symbol. That's why on uh, Rosh Hashanah, the shofar has so many interpretations because it's a powerful symbol. What is so powerful about the rainbow? Well, the color, the mystery. I remember one afternoon in Camp Ramah, I was someplace on the, on the campus there, and a, a, one of the campers came running up. He said, Rabbi, Rabbi, you have to come see the double rainbow. So I went outside, and as you probably know, there is a special bracha that we make upon seeing a rainbow. Uh, uh, ask Adira, her mother taught it to her well, as well as the blessing for the moon. But the point is that the rainbow was very powerful and its power in, God, in God's wisdom, God gave it an interpretation and it remains for us till this day. What, what about another interpretation? Well, another interpretation would suggest that the rainbow is a kind of a symbol of the fact that the relationship between the two parties to the covenant is a two-way highway, back and forth, that we can address each other and therefore the covenant is, is not between somebody 
above and somebody below, but in some sense it is a symbol of the fact that we can negotiate, talk to each other, and figure out ways to continue our relationship. And so uh, I want to suggest that this application really fits what I'm calling Yom Habritot, the Day of Covenants. Uh, the coming of a new rabbi to a congregation is not just a matter of employment, not just a matter of someone taking up a new job. The coming of a rabbi to a community is the establishment of a covenant. Um, and if I am correct that the rainbow is a two-way highway, a, a two-way system, a highway between people, then this is a day not only that a new rabbi is entering into the position of this pulpit, but that you all, and I use that in the southern sense, that you all <laughs> are entering into the covenant. And that this is your day, your day, not just his day or the day of our family, but this is your day of entering into the covenant. And that this is, I don't know who, dis, who decided to do this on Parshat Noah. I can only think it must have been one of the rabbis. Uh, that this is a perfect day. And with a little bit of hubris, I want to suggest that this, the Ot Brit, the sign of this covenant that you all are about to enter, would be the rainbow. And that each of you, in your own way, will contribute another color another you, another vibration to this covenant. And since the covenant is a two-way street, that it is, its details are open to renegotiation. Not only when you ask him for the, to take the next contract, but as you move through the life together, that you will realize that, uh, yes, we have a contract, but the details of this contract, like life in general and long-term relationships in particular, have to be renegotiated in good faith. So I, I want to say to you that I deeply appreciate the permission of the rabbis to stand in this pulpit. And I hope that in years to come on Parshat Noach, you will remember this as Yom Habritot, the Day of Covenants. Thank you very much.